You are listening to the wide world of woo to cow. We're talking <laughs> Method Man to cow. My name's Tyler. Andy is on the other line. What's going on, Andy? Not much. Been having this weird cold thing. It's not COVID, but I've, I just feel off. I was going to. I was going to do some extracurricular activities for this episode because, you know, Method Man, but I'm not feeling it today, so. <laughs> Probably wise. Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got the headache, sore throat, stuffy head, fever, congestion, what's up? Oh, all of the above. The headache's kind of gone away. I had one this morning, but I uh, took some vitamin C and just uh, took some Tylenol and I'm feeling okay feeling all right now so that's good that's been tired yeah yeah tiredness and headaches always the worst for me so i'm glad you got that out of the way at least for sure uh so we are talking method man's to cal released on november 15th 1994 on def jam as the first solo album post 36 chambers of course, Jizza and Prince Rakim had their solo attempts prior to the Wu-Tang, but this is the first Wu-Tang solo album. It peaked at number four on the Billboard 200, hit platinum less than a year later, July 13th, 1994. Uh, the original U.S. release had 13 tracks and three singles. Bring the Pain, Release Your Delph, and a remix single of All I Need, which turned into the longest name of a song, I'll Be There For You slash You're All I Need To Get By with Mary J. Blige, which uh, has to be the, the longest Grammy, the longest name for a song to win a Grammy, at least in the best rap performance by a group or duo category. Uh, which um, I believe was the first Grammy Award for any member of Wu-Tang. Uh, don't quote me on that and or correct me if I'm wrong. All the tracks were produced by the RZA except for Sub Crazy and PLO Style, which were co-produced by Fourth Disciple and Method Man. Videos were made for Bring the Pain, Release Your Delph, and the Mary J. Blige collab. Um, so these videos, a uh, little, little higher budget, I think it seems like than the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers, uh, but not total departures. What do you think about these videos? Uh, they, they actually, the, uh, this album particularly in these videos, I, uh, had a similar thing to the 30, 36 Chambers videos and stuff where I actually really remember them pretty well from when I was younger okay um but yeah no I liked them they had this overall like 
especially back then method man kind of had that grimy feel and like the videos kind of represented that pretty well where he, he has this very charismatic uh personality that we all know mm-hmm. and back then he just had that like you know where his hair was up and he had the contacts in and <laughs> the fronts in. Mm-hmm. it was just a really cool image yeah <laughs> so i like that <laughs> related to horrorcore would you associate method man in any way with horrorcore actually um so man this is i'm gonna try not to go on a tangent here do it but okay so when i was younger i'm sorry for my older brother to talk about this because if he listens i'm sure he listens to this podcast and it might be incredibly embarrassing for him but he was a really (laughs) big juggalo (laughs) and so I actually, I mostly up until like the early thousands, I know a lot of that stuff just because of him. Okay. And uh, the first Twisted album, uh, Most Tasteless, uh, has, or Tasteless, sorry, has uh, a sample of Method Man and on a song called Murder, Murder, and it's, and it's just him going murder, murder, murder. So I think honestly that Method Man has uh somehow influenced that culture a little bit especially with that era of the cow and that mm-hmm. art like this artistic style in that 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 era especially mm-hmm. and even on uh the first uh blackout album they have that song i can't remember the title of the song but it's all about like horror movies slasher movies actually i think the samples from that song <laughs> okay anyway okay. so yeah sorry billy for embarrassing you (laughs) (laughs) you know you said was a juggalo so yeah maybe that's the operative word yeah he's like he's a dad now so (laughs) (laughs) he's also 40 so (laughs) okay (laughs) well yeah so i I was thinking about that earlier and I, i could see where maybe if not outright horrorcore definitely also kind of horrorcore adjacent, like um, we either mentioned on the Ninth Prince podcast, or if we haven't released that one yet, we will mention on the Ninth Prince podcast. <laughs> um, because like you mentioned, the, the contacts and like the, um, just some of the, uh, like the, in the release Yodel video, like the creepy white masks of like the band, the backup dancer guys, and like method, cool. kind of like a like straight jacket looking thing um yeah like the imagery was kind of there and maybe it goes back to like the torture skit um that that is like a little bit like you know sick and twisted and kind of horror like adjacent i would say um and uh so i don't know how much that actually um influenced some of the stuff on this album but there are definitely references to it and um so it's just yeah something i've been thinking about like you know what where does method man fit in horror it's certainly no like grave diggers but um you know there is something to it uh so bring the pain i thought was a cool like very 90s uh, video. Um, I like that we got to see Booster, the the guy who did like the dance hall vocals in that song. Yeah, um, yeah. Who 
who goes like you know kind of I don't know if uncredited is the right word but like there's definitely a, not a lot that I could find about Booster um, but it plays a really key role in that song um, the release the Odell video like I said uh, I kind of like the horror themes he had the the vampire teeth kind of similar to to what RZA had on in the famous David Corio photos. I've posted a couple on our Instagram account. Um, and then all I need was, uh, wow, maybe you'll have to explain to me what was going on in this video. There was a lot. So it's like he's chilling with his girl. They get kicked out. He, get, he gets kicked out by his girl's mom, uh, right? Or like shoot away. And as he's leaving, there's like a heist in the apartment building or something, or there's something going on. And then like the next three minutes or so, I have no idea what's going on. And then, he comes, <laughs> and then he like comes back with like a box of something, which uh, maybe you, maybe it's more clear to you what's in it. I was thinking it was like Trojans or something, but I don't know. What's your, <laughs> what's your interpretation of this video? Well, I guess what I was thinking kind of just, I hadn't seen this video since I was a kid. So watching it again was kind of interesting because I actually remembered it pretty well. Um, but I kind of looked at it as like, he's writing this kind of like, you know, like a, a hood love song, you know? And uh -huh. it, it uh, so like in the video, basically like he, in the, in the, even in the lyrics, like he's kind of like, basically saying like i'm with you i love you when i come back like we're gonna be together you know yeah. so basically like he's like speaking from somebody who's like committing crimes and about to get locked up i mean he's basically telling this girl like it's just me and you i hope that you stay with me you know even when i get out because you always have my back so i figured basically that's what's going on in the video like he's kind of the video is interpreting that side of the lyrics like okay. he's doing something and he's about to get in trouble for it but he's like telling this girl how much he loves him. yeah okay yeah. all right fair enough I, I i'll have to watch it again uh with that i, I mean i think i seems seems to be accurate based on my recollection so um but i mean very... i read into it too far but <laughs> well, I, I don't know it was like a very theatrical video you know and yeah. so it's not surprising that he went on to have a career in acting based on that video um what uh what do you think of the artwork i really like this album cover a lot actually um actually this is kind of a random fact but uh when kendrick kendrick did snl i can't remember what album it was he was doing snl for but uh he when he did that he actually his whole outfit on that performance was a tribute to this album cover because it was the 20th anniversary of it oh wow yeah uh that's impressive and i i have to i'm very curious what that looks like because you, all you can see is like part of his face and oh well, i don't know actually i don't own this album so maybe i could see it better in person but all i see is like his face breathing out some smoke what mm -hmm. am i missing well, I think like this wardrobe was based on like what Method Man was probably more more so what he was wearing at the time, but like okay. definitely like 
his like hair and everything was you know and he had a grill on and everything just like <laughs> method man that's on the cover so okay okay i thought that was pretty cool i've that always is. liked because it it's very representative of method man like mm. <laughs> you right. know when you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh, uh a cool little tidbit about kendrick lamar and i agree about the how representative it is with the the smoke and the the grill and the um just like the darkness and murkiness and smokiness mm -hmm. like all of those things are kind of representative of uh at least this album um i haven't listened as much to like his later i mean he had basically two other Tikal albums um the prequel and the day after is that right yeah yep okay um so yeah let's let's jump into well what else anything else about this album um any uh like background or folklore that you know about it uh no i did um i'd heard it before and then i re-looked up the acronym for what cal stands for right and then um that was really about it honestly but other yeah. than that i was actually just thinking more about the horror thing and i was thinking about um how wu-tang is you know mostly known for affiliating themselves with kung fu but i feel like horror kind of falls into that same thing with them where they probably grew up watching a lot of like midnight you know horror movies on tv and everything so maybe that's why it was so influential in the yeah. in the style yeah that's a, a nice hypothesis i bet you're right about that I, um yeah and the as you mentioned the backronym for tikal is taking into consideration all lives excuse me taking into consideration all lives which uh pretty sure is not an all lives matter reference but well, obviously no. not because it was formulated in 1992 or 93 um it's it is interesting though like why like make a word that you just kind of repeat with with apparently little meaning to or at least relation to the context of the song uh I mean, it's it's cool. I I think it was a good idea. Like, it stands out. It has some mystery to it. You're like, whoa, what does that mean? Like, mm -hmm. what I read was like, it was 2017 or so by the time he told he revealed what it stood for. Um, oh wow! I didn't realize that. I, I could be wrong about that, but yeah, um, it's just weird, you know, hearing that in so many songs and being like, uh -huh. okay, whatever, just a, a weird thing that he says but you know, kind of a trademark. So uh, I don't sure. entirely understand it, but uh, it's worked for him. Um, that's, that's really uh, all I have for, yeah, the background. Um, definitely when you hear somebody say Tikal, you know that they know Method Man. So. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I actually always kind of thought it was like, uh, when I was younger, I always thought it was like a kind of weed or something. <laughs> well, it probably is now, isn't it? it could be <laughs> nowadays <especially. laughs> it, it might just be his signature strain or signature brand that definitely could be <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'll have to uh, i'm pretty sure it is but i, I don't follow it, uh all the the business dealings of the woo 
uh, that closely, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so, <laughs> there's so much to. Yeah. 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 Ghostface had chips that came out last year. Did you see those? No. Oh yeah. Check out Ghostface chips. Um, yeah. There's just been so many. Um, <laughs> I wish I would have known about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They might still be available. Get a stale bag of chips off of like, <laughs> the internet somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's see. Just speaking broadly about this, and uh, I, I think you've listened to this way more than I have, uh, but it's interesting to me that this album was as successful as it was. Um, not that it was bad or anything, but it's uh you know it's not nearly as critically acclaimed as like only built for cuban links or liquid swords but it went platinum 20 years before either of those mm -hmm. um and it's also not really pop oriented even though method man is arguably the most pop oriented rapper in wu-tang clan um, for sure so that's really you know it's just it kind of struck me like what was it a, that was so special about this? It's um, had some creative beats and I think Method Man's kind of personality helped, um, but it's just an odd combination to have kind of like sinister dark beats and then Method Man also kind of like sometimes a little twisted, but also kind of fun. Nothing yeah. really like radio poppy. I mean, until you get that like Mary, Mary J. J. Blige remix, which, yeah, exactly, which there are a couple of, but, well, yeah, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Uh, I just think that he had that kind of star quality, and then he had already kind of had, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry, one of my head died. Uh, he had that star quality, and he just kind of already had the, um, the hooks that he had written and everything, so I think that he was just running off of that and also uh -huh. in that, that era of hip hop, I mean, you had, you know, Illmatic, you had, you had kind of grimy hip hop that was popular at that mm -hmm. point in time, mm -hmm. which I think helped him, especially at that point in time. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I 100% agree. Because when I listen to this record, I mean, I remember hearing it back then. And like, it is kind of weird to listen to it now and be like, I can't believe how popular this was. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. it is really good. But I think the reason it doesn't get the same uh, like uh, critical acclaim as like those other albums is because uh, I don't know, those other albums, like it's so it's, I was thinking about this a lot. This album is really, really good. It's a great album, it's a great hip hop album. Um, obviously he's got a lot of great bars on here and everything too but those albums to me like they just had like those guys he's he's definitely him and you got are like the most different I think out of all of them as far as the way that they rap okay I think they both have more of like a pop or just more you know like more straight up forward yeah yeah uh, appeal yeah. to them than yeah. than other guys do the other guys are like metaphors and mm -hmm. street lingo and yeah just yeah yeah sorry no, no that's <laughs> right yeah um I, I i agree with that the 
uh, references, pop culture references, Method Man makes the uh, wordplay is like accessible. So I do get it in some ways and in other ways, it's still kind of vexing to me. Um, but uh, it doesn't really matter because it is what it is. It sold a ton of, ton of copies and um, was really influential. Uh, so let's jump into the beats, bars, and top tracks and start off by talking about the beats, which for me, I think they're really interesting not to use like a Midwestern euphemism, but, but I, I do, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't really love or hate most of them. Um, like some of them sub crazy and uh, all the original, all I need, they're not really like much I know of at the time with, in terms of like how almost industrial or like dubstepy almost even um like that sub crazy song even reminds me of like um something odd future might do you know like pretty short and like yeah. like not relying on soul samples but um yeah you know just like different interesting kind of stuff um so I will say in general, I'm less enthusiastic about the beats on this. And that's not to say that they're bad. It's just not what I really like in beats. Like I'm, I gravitate more towards like the soul samples, like the warm sounds or like the, you know, like different um, cultural sounds. Uh, and I think the, the best 30 seconds of this album in terms of production or right at the beginning where it has that sample that's like the um, which Jizza used as the intermission on Pro Tools um, so I love that and then they go into that guillotine sample right at the mm -hmm. beginning on that first track um, yep which of course we talked about a lot on our Cuban links episode, just a fantastic sample. So kind of interesting to hear that little snippet of such a great beat on, um, on this album. Um, I, I really like the bring the pain sample, um, kind of a spiritual or like gospel, not like hymnal vocal sample. Um, I really like uh, the Mr. Sandman. I don't know. Do yeah. I like that? I think I like it. It's uh, I, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's kind of creepy um, mm -hmm. at first, and uh, and then it gets like really intense. Um, yeah, so that one's cool. Uh, Blue Raspberry does a nice job on that, interpolating that Mr. Sandman song. Um, Release yourself. That has that Gloria Gaynor, I will survive interpolation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I got to get this off my chest. I've been thinking about it for months now. I am almost positive I've heard another Wu-Tang song interpolate that uh, Gloria Gaynor uh, chorus. And I know You God kind of does it as the opening track to Golden Arms Redemption, but I'm pretty sure there's another Wu-Tang song 
that samples or interpolates that, but it's like a little bit faster. Have you happened to ever hear that? Or it's also possible I'm crazy. Uh, you might be, but I <laughs> no, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I uh, I think you might be right, and I can't really think of what it is, and I wasn't thinking about it until you just said it. Honestly, okay. So now. Like I'm kind of stuck because I can't think of exactly what it is, but yeah. Like I thought I, maybe it was Ghostface that used it, or maybe I don't think it's you god because he did it with uh Enter You God. Um anyway. Hey, because like in, in hip hop in general, like hip hop samples itself so much, right? Especially now, and then in the Wu Tang clan, like you can listen like that guillotine sample is. I feel like it's been on several of these albums now. Right. And I never really thought about that until we were like, we started doing this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. Um, the, when it gets to the beat, uh, actually, I really like the beat in that release, Yo Delph. It's kind of like, a, like, reminds me of like boxing music, like Rocky, like horn, like the yeah. horns, really rich horns. Um, yeah. Kind of. I feel uh, like he kind of did that video too. He had that robe on oh good observation i didn't even notice yeah that. yeah no it definitely has that like i'm ready to ready to get in <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah uh i thought i thought meth versus chef was cool the beat for that was cool because it reminded me of a raekwon song or like a cuban links type beat like kind of smooth stylistic um <laughs> so i thought that was interesting and good uh and then stimulation um the chorus the kind of like a 90 like late 80s early 90s party hip-hop sound for stimulation uh but then like the beat during the verse is kind of like weirdly cinematic like almost remind me of wizard of oz or like gone with the wind or some some really old movie with like the strings um so another yeah. pretty cool cool beat but yeah uh so those are the ones that i that I found like pretty cool. Um, other than that, I'm like not too crazy about the rest. So for me, it's like <sighs> close to, I'm gonna say like a 7.8 out of 10. Like I like, I don't, I like about half. Well, no, uh, I don't dislike any of them really, but there were only a handful that I really like. Um, so yeah, 7.8. I think I'm pretty, pretty uh, satisfied with that in terms of beats. It's just like, like I said, it's a lot of stuff that I think is cool and was maybe innovative at the time. It just doesn't resonate. Like it doesn't make me want to listen to it more because it, it's not my style of music. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, all right. I think that's pretty fair. Uh because it is, yeah, no, it's definitely not what you think, like, especially with, like, Method Man's, like, personality mm -hmm. and everything. It's not what you are, like, as far as musically, it's not what you expect to hear, I think, in yeah. a way. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, uh, I, I guess I thought about this myself, and I was thinking about kind of that same thing. Um but I feel like in a way, like as a producer, Rizzo was probably like probably thought to himself, like, like Method Man 
has such a presence like his voice is so unique to him mm-hmm. that maybe having these like kind of grimy like almost I want to say like they're not lo-fi but like having these like kind of grimy beats like that are kind of uh not R&B and not right you know not what you would almost expect to hear with his voice yeah um, they're like they, basement beats or I don't know yeah that, that's might, what makes me think of that yeah which I actually I am the opposite I like both I like the same style that you do but I really like that like boom bappy like basement type style like also but I guess overall, as far as beats go, if I'm going to give them a rating just to kind of cut this a little bit shorter, uh, I would have to say I would give it maybe an eight. Okay. Okay. What, I, which ones I, really stand out for you? Uh, well, I really like the beat for Bring the Pain. I've always really just liked that song. It's a great yep. single. Yep. As, as far as singles go, like, I think that as a single was such a great choice in so many ways because it's not like, it, it is a catchy song. It has all the things that a single should have, mm-hmm. but it uh, it also like is kind of like an FU to like pop music in a way because it's like, it, it isn't exactly what a single should be either. It's still really hard and it's still got like some aggression to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. That beat's pretty dope. Um, I really like the beat for Biscuits. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I actually do like the What the Blood Caught beat. It's kind of got that, uh, I'd never heard this term until you, uh, barbecue style beat. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then obviously Meth versus Chef. Uh, I like that beat a lot and I just like the story behind it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, cool. Uh, so bring the pain let's just jump into bars since we both done our beat score uh and you brought up being bring the pain um that's kind of like like i said i felt like some of this album or maybe i don't i don't want to go so far as to say like meth's identity but that that torture skit really captured a lot of like his kind of like humor and like his kind of like kind of twisted horror persona um and uh that song bringing the pain felt like it had a lot of references to to that torture skit in terms mm-hmm. of its lyrics and then also on biscuits so where he said something like let me pull your brain out your ass with a hanger like reminded me of <laughs> torture um and and that song meth versus chef like that's you know kind of a callback to that also because they're the ones who are engaged in that um like routine or whatever that that uh torture game right it's those two isn't it yeah 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 it is those two. yep yep so um and, and i like the way that uh meth versus chef starts off with that sample that i think it's a kung fu kung fu sample about fighting one-to-one man-to-man um just appropriate for like this battle style track um i guess some of the uh some of the lyrical moments that stood out for me were i was kind of like chronologically confounded by on stimulation he says 
Peace, my Mizza, Killer Hills 10304 by the Jizza got me wide. It's going Dizza. So he's like referencing a song that doesn't even exist yet. Because this came out in 1994. Killer Hills 10304 by the Jizza came out on Liquid Swords in 1995. Like, what? Are we in a time warp? How does that happen? <laughs> well, I do know that all these albums were being kind of simultaneously worked on around the same time. So maybe there might have been some demo tracks for Liquid Swords floating around in the studio while they were all writing, you know? Yeah, that's very possible. Good point. Good point. And uh, I know... That or method and can see in the future. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what those contacts do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, th yeah, that's, that's a good point. They probably were. I know... Rizza definitely had his hands full um, and I think one of the complaints was that this album was kind of rushed why Method Man has said that he doesn't hold it in as high regard as as uh, you know Liquid Swords and Cuban Links um, even though it obviously outperformed them commercially considerably For sure. um, but the other one that was interesting was on the Method Man remix, which uh, I'm not entirely sure I needed, um, but it, it has the, introduces the line, it's the Met to Cal, Jet to Cal, I'm the Buddha monk on the hunt for machine gun funk, which yeah. machine gun funk, obviously a Biggie Small song, which he actually said was, I believe he said was his favorite, Big, uh, Biggie said it was his favorite of his own songs um and you know they came out around the same time just uh actually about a month and apart or no two two months apart sorry what was that oh and messed on that album also right he's on the what right yeah he's on uh ready to yeah he's on the what sorry yeah yep. yeah yep yeah um yeah so so i was yeah it just made me wonder like you know where did that come from? Who who said machine gun funk? I mean, there's no way that that uh, Method Man could have taken that line like after it was released because there's no way the recording and production could have been done like the CD production couldn't have been done in two months. I don't think. Um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe there were just demo like you said demos floating around or something. Uh, you know anything about that or have any hypotheses? uh mostly just i know him and biggie were pretty close and they probably were hanging out or something so yeah. he's definitely i i love that song sorry that is yeah. one of my favorite biggie songs for sure i love yeah. the beat yeah yeah me too um let's see uh the uh, bars i in terms of songs i like i like mr sandman um it comes hard and got a lot of good verses on that um i think so let me let me recount it in my head it starts off with rizza and then it goes to inspect a deck and then method man maybe and then i want to say it has both street life and carlton fisk but on the streaming they just say 
Carlton. Carlton Fisk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on Genius, I think it says it was Street Life. I don't know. Uh, you know anything about that? I'm confused about it. No, and that was actually something about this uh, album that was kind of confusing to me, like going back, is that there isn't as many features on here as there is on the other uh, Wu-Tang solo project, which I thought yeah. was weird. Meth is such a big feature, dude. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, he's, he's on always... everybody else's albums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I have a feeling that might have something to do with his uh, contract with Def Jam, probably, I'm sure. Yeah. Because uh, I know some of the, I mean, I've heard some of the history of Def Jam and just how at that point the label especially they were probably they probably had a strong you know grip on them yeah yeah but uh i forgot what you asked me <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I, um, oh. the if if street life was on it and yeah um it doesn't mention it on the streaming credits but uh, at least on wikipedia it says rizza inspected f street inspected deck street life carlton fisk and blue raspberry so i guess yeah um just a lot of good verses in that song yeah um, i'm sure that has a lot to do with just a streaming service messing it up as well <laughs> right <laughs> for sure so mr sandman is probably my favorite track for bars um the overall bars score let me take a look at what i have for bars um i think it's it's pretty solid um like not blown away by a lot of it um but you know method man's got his own fun style um we're gonna give bars an 8.4 for Tikal. what about you what do you got for bars i think that's a pretty solid score uh <clears throat> yeah no i was thinking sorry when you were talking i was thinking about uh how you were saying how he's not as proud of this album is some of the other uh solo releases and how it was kind of rushed but i think you know as far as it like any of it goes he just he has that cool style he has a very accessible style yet you know kind of grimy and everything <clears throat> uh there's nothing like yeah, it's not super crazy, super barred out. I almost feel like Method Man has gotten more intricate with his bars as he's gotten older. I agree, 100%. Yeah, like some of the stuff he puts out now is just like, whoa. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, as far as this goes, I just think it really represents um, his personality very well as far as the bars go and everything, so... It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's a solid, very solid album. Um, it's not the best, but it is very solid all the way through. And before I get into bars, I just wanted to say I forgot to mention stimulation. I love that beat. Anyway, okay. <laughs> all right, <I> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. It's fun. It's interesting. It's uh, it's like got that. I I call I think of it as like a like a early '90s party type chorus. Yeah. Yeah, and then sure. the the beat during the verse is just kind of cool and i don't mm -hmm. know what do you do you have a, a way of describing the beat during the verse oh man it's kind of almost like it's weird because it's like i want to say it's got like a kind it's the closest i think 
I, I think at that era of Wu Tang that they got to like that's not true though. But <laughs> I was gonna say it got to like funk and R and B, but I was like then I started thinking about like Ghostface and stuff. Okay, um, right. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but it definitely has like the has the horns, it has kind of a funky feel yeah. to it. Yeah. It it is it's very much like kind of a party track which right. i really like and then it has those strings which i'm just like right where did that even come from you know <laughs> but it, it fits so well <laughs> yeah yep, exactly okay cool so uh, what what's your score for bars as far as bars go i would have to say i give it like a 7.5 i okay. don't think there's anything too crazy on here i do think uh uh mr sandman uh inspector deck his verse on there is pretty dope uh wow. as always yeah but uh, i mean that that uh track has a typical posse cut of rizza coming in pretty hard and has some cool stuff some rizza type stuff and then yeah. inspector deck comes in and just kind of kills it yeah um i think overall it's really solid i don't think i have like a particular favorite song as far as bars go mm -hmm. um but it's just, I mean, Method Man is so solid all the time. I don't think he ever, like, really disappoints me as far as his bars go. Because they're either really clever and funny or they're, like, really dark and kind of sinister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, just super solid and reliable. Um, yeah. Top track. Let's uh, pick a top track, each of us. Mine came down to bring the pain versus mr sandman as to my as my two top contenders um and i'm pretty sure in every episode that we've done where i've had the choice i've selected the posse cut so yeah you'd think i would go with mr sandman but i'm actually gonna go with bring the pain um uh to mix things up a little bit and because while I do like Mr. Sandman a lot, and I think that it has definitely the best bars and I like the variety of MCs, um, the beat is like, it's really good. It's just not, I would much rather listen to the Bring the Pain beat and that like yeah. the, smooth, the smooth energy and the catchy chorus and the, the dance hall bridge with Booster is like, that's a, a really big moment for me. Um, so I'm going to go with Bring the Pain for my top track. What about you? Dang. Swishing it up on us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. No, I think that's a pretty solid, um, pretty solid assessment. Uh, I'm trying to think of what my top track on here would be because there is, like, I think... The one thing I can really say about this album is it's maybe not like the best Wu-Tang solo album out of all, like all the, especially the ones we've done so far, mm -hmm. but it is like a totally solid record as far as the fact that I feel like it, like, unlike uh, Iron Man, I think, you know, where it's just really a lot of really good songs on one album, mm -hmm. it really works together as, as a record. Like mm -hmm. this whole thing flows really well. Mm -hmm. I think probably better than any of them so far, honestly. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I, at least that's, that's my opinion, but, uh, uh, 
as far as I, I kind of have to agree with you on bring the pain. I just think it like, it, I know it's the single and I usually try not to make the single my favorite song on the record because <laughs> I'm edgy, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it is such a good track. And like, I mean, it brings me back to being younger when it came out. It, it holds up to this day, I think in like every way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, all right. You can't deny it when it's that good. So, uh, exactly. um, overall score, I think I think I know where you stand on cohesiveness. Um, but uh, <laughs> thinking about cohesiveness, guests, production, stories, um, yeah. Let's. So, I don't. I I didn't pick up as much on the story aspect of it, or like the cohesiveness. I did notice there were like some car crashes early on and I was like, hmm, because in Cuban links, the car crash is like a pivotal part of the story when you God dies. And I was like, is there any significance to this or is it just stylistic car crashes going on here? Um, so uh, maybe you have a better sense of like how the album fits together than I do. Um, uh, it's, I guess more of a solo effort than a lot of yeah. the other albums would be you know fewer fewer guests fewer woo the only woo members are rizza raekwon and inspected deck and then you've got affiliate verses from street life and carlton fisk and uh singing from blue raspberry um but uh it's yeah it's a solid album stands on its own uh pivotal in in the Wu-Tang, you know, breaking out into their respective successful solo careers. I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 for overall score. What you got? Uh, so I, I kind of thought of now that we're talking about it, uh, I was kind of thinking about how, um, it, kind of has like if it has an overall theme or not because obviously the other one kind of seemed to have more of an overall theme and I sort of feel like this one is almost like a day in the life of like somebody in the neighborhood whereas okay. like so like maybe like the car crash like now, now I'm really like just digging in way too hard but <laughs> uh, but the car crashes could just be like maybe a reference to that um to Raekwon and then like maybe just like maybe Method Man's like sitting in his apartment or something and he just hears you know the car crashes from Raekwon's story and somehow it ties it together or something like that I don't know okay. probably not but are you, you know, sure you didn't engage in any extracurricular activities today <laughs> I did not I I, I I can't because if I did, I would just be worthless right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's some, that's some interesting insight, though. I like that. Yeah, that's just me being like way too much of a nerd, honestly. But uh, but yeah, no, I feel like an overall running theme of this album, if there was one, would just be like Method Man, because he's just kind of got that personality where he's just like the cool dude hanging out, you know, like and yeah. everyone knows him. I know Riz has said it before and I watched an interview with Method Man where uh, the interviewer was saying Method Man gets along with everybody 
Uh-huh. And not everybody in Wu-Tang gets along with everybody. But Method Man is pretty cool with just about anybody. Like he's, you know, he's pretty well known throughout the scene and like just yeah. probably was back in the day, no, pretty well known throughout the neighborhood or even just probably New York, you know. Mm-hmm. He just has that personality. So I feel like that that would be like maybe the running theme of that album. Okay. If there was. <laughs> which yeah. i feel like it's just a it is what you said it's just a good solo effort really mm-hmm. um but anyways now that i'm done with that uh my overall top score i would have to say would be i'm, I'm gonna agree with your score would you say 8.5 uh, i said an eight but i i recognize i don't have as much of a history with it and uh there are probably some things i'm missing so yeah that's my caveat okay uh i would have to say 8.5 for me personally i i really love this record i think it's a great i've listened to this record so much and haven't listened to it in so long because i kind of listened to it too much at one point in time (laughs) but but, uh but yeah no i think it's just a really really solid album um i don't think it's like the craziest thing i've ever heard but i think it's super solid yeah yeah well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's hard to disagree. It's I, I agree it's solid and um, important. And where would you put it in like the the overall Wu-Tang pantheon? Top 10, uh, top 20? Top I would have to say <laughs> top 30. Uh, I would have to say it's definitely in my personal top 10 okay. just because of uh, its importance to the group's and his career you know right yeah for sure it's a good one yeah 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 uh i don't think it's like i mean obviously the purple tape and you know liquid swords are probably like my top two i would have to say but this okay. one is definitely up there i don't exactly know where but it, i think it it deserves a spot for me yeah, <laughs> yeah right on cool how about uh, you? Well, um, that's a good question. I don't. I would say maybe I don't. Somewhere between top twenty and top thirty. Um, All right. Uh, like I said, it's just like the the beats aren't my type of beats, and I'm I'm big on beats and pulling me in. Um, so that's I think why it falls a little lower and. Um, I agree with you, like I said, 100% that I think Method Man has gotten only better with time. Like, uh, it's really impressive to me to hear some, like, third-tier Wu-Tang affiliate, and then Method Man jumps on and just completely crushes his verse. Um, Yeah. And so, like, just, he doesn't phone it in, and I think that's part of the reason why he's gotten better with time is uh, he just has a really high level of professionalism. And um, so this, you know, this is kind of where it all started in terms of his celebrity status um, and artistic status, I guess. Um, So yeah, top 20, top 30, somewhere around there for now, but you know, that that (laughs) is subject to change. there are certainly albums that I have kind of neglected and that I've realized are actually much better than I originally gave them credit for. So that may well be the case here. I, I just haven't listened to it as much. 
um, for whatever reason. It was. I like, think that's pretty fair. Yeah, I just like always gravitated towards uh, Thirty Six Chambers, Liquid Swords, Cuban Links, um, uh, Masticilla. You got. I mean, yeah, Method Man solo stuff. Even though I've had like, uh, like several of the Tikal sequels, the prequels, and the collabs with Redman. I just haven't jumped into as much. So um, we'll be doing more of that, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's wrap this up and uh, just put out to the universe slash podcast land. You can check us out on Instagram and we would love to hear from you if you have comments, feedback, questions, or uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash wideworldofwoo, or email us wideworldofwoo at gmail.com. That's it for Method Man's debut to Cal. Thanks a lot, Andy. And anything else that I'm missing on to Cal? Uh, no, I don't think, I think we got it. We got it all covered. Right on. Cool. Well, we will catch you next time. Peace out, podcast land. Peace. To Cal. <laughs> <laughs>